0: hey doug it took a while for
1: the (laughs) we're here though right we're being
0: recorded it took a while for that recording thing to go starting record i was like waiting 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 there it is hey doug
1: well we're here and here we are hey karen happy pre-christmas
0: why do you sound so far away all of a sudden
1: i don't know i'm still here
0: oh there you are okay okay it was like you leaned away from your microphone, and you were like, "I'm oh, thinking." Maybe
1: it wasn't such a happy pre-Christmas. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Hello. You
1: can, I, I, you can hear me now. Yes. I can hear you now. Gosh darn technology.
0: So weird. So hey. Hey. Season five. We're in five. Still season five. Season five. Right? Episode twenty-two. Frames are us. I have no idea what that means.
1: Um, like Toys R Us. But with frames. I think, was there like a frame store, a Michael's type store at one point, maybe on the West Coast, called Frames R Us? And this was a play on that. Perhaps. Because, yes.
0: Maybe. So, hey, um, despite...
1: Hey!
0: Hey, so despite this episode (laughs) having, like... Only one brief Sydney moment, which was fantastic, yet one and brief. I really enjoyed it.
1: I'm glad, because that has not been a trend of late.
0: It has not. I felt like we were making forward progress in the storylines, finally. Um, I felt like they were going places. Um, And I was kind of, like by the end of the episode, really tempted to pe- press play on the next one.
1: Oh, even better.
0: But I did not you do could. that. Because I could. figured There's no, no real there No, are no, no. I would have ended up confusing like, oh, yeah, that's true. the next episode with this one. And you'd have been like, what are you talking about? That didn't yeah. happen. And I've been like, what? So that is the only reason why I didn't. But I'm super stoked to kind of watch the next one and see what happens.
1: Well, let that be a holiday gift to you.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, Um, most
1: of Christmas past.
0: Particularly, we had like some really nice momentum with uh, the Peter and Amanda story and the Taylor storyline. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, more importantly, the Taylor part of that storyline. Yeah. You have to say, this is a very lopsided episode. There's lots and lots and lots going on with several of our main characters, and then lots and lots of knots happening all for the other half of the whole cast. Right. True. So we can get a couple people out of the way right now.
0: Okay, who are we getting out of the way?
1: Um,
0: take it. let's talk
1: about Allison and Jake. And then we can slide. Going a in double, go a double date with Billy and Sam.
0: Which is. Still, and that's so basically
1: funny. that's basically it for all of them. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I know. Especially after all of that drama With no, Allison and Jake
1: To now back just reconciling. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, and like now to just have them like talking about birthing methods. I know. That was like what, but okay. Like, and, and I'm really
1: honestly—they're just yeah. walking from their door to Billy and Sam's door, talking about you know different birthing options.
0: Yeah, did not miss them. Yeah, did not miss them.
1: Yeah, but to to what you were saying earlier, on their way out that's when they see a pizza guy coming to to Sid's apartment. And I think Billy's the one who's like, oh, hey, no one's there because they're all under the impression that Sid is traveling the world or to Mexico or something with Carter. But lo and behold, Sid is there alone forlornly holding a Pepsi and grabbing her own.
0: (laughs) Grabbing her extra large pizza, her sad pizza.
1: And of course, Sam is like, wait, Sid, you're here? And she's like, yeah, leave me alone. And she's yeah. like, don't you want to find out how the boutique is going on? Like, I thought you weren't going to be here. It's like, shut up, Sam.
0: Yeah, and that's basically what Sid did, and took, took her pizza and closed the door.
1: Again, it does not matter how right Sam is or how wrong Sid is, I will always be Team Sid. I will always be Team Sid, too. I was like, shut up, Sam. Don't you see she's sad?
0: She's sad. Yeah. So.
1: And that's, that's all we get for those five characters, right? Right. And And you don't get mad at all. Second episode in a row where there's no Matt. Though we will talk about one mention of Matt. So we're watching this and Alyssa goes, was he in the middle of his divorce when these episodes were going on? Is that why he couldn't be in them? And he was in the middle of, Doug Savant was in the middle of divorcing his first wife in real life at this time. But... It's also just so easy for Matt to not show up in any of these episodes. I'm not really sure if it was Doug Savant personal stuff or like writer Fiat that we we just don't have Matt.
0: I think it was the writers. I I just think they don't know what to do with him.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: You know, it's so clear from his storylines and it's so clear from how little he's used and how they sort of have him jumping from like, social worker to barmaid to you know like he just isn't to to now he's in med school all of a sudden but he seems to be a resident and like they just
1: don't I mean he's practically chief of staff by next yeah
0: I mean you know and and I think he came from wealthy parents so all of like all of this crazy I don't you know broke mat thing also doesn't seem to wash very well I just don't think they knew what to do with him
1: yeah, I think that's exactly... I think that's always been their problem.
0: Yeah. I, so I don't think it's that, you know, Doug's... I don't think
1: it years was years. they had to find a way to write him out. Yeah. I think was, they always found a way to write him out, even when he was there. So. Right,
0: right. They just... Because they were like, well, we have this person. Because, you know, he's gay. He, The character is gay. There are no other gay characters within the Melrose universe. So there was nobody that he could sort of, like be incestuous with
1: right exactly
0: so you know i mean wouldn't it have been just great though if they had come up with another gay cat or at least a few because there's more than one gay person in los angeles in the 90s right
1: i've been told i've heard yeah
0: so i mean you know out of all the people that are renting from amanda you think that she could have someone rent you know someone someone that matt could pair up with
1: I mean, even as the two thousands were on, on daytime they started creating more than one out gay character. Sometimes they would make them by or like they would enter the show as straight and then eventually realize they were gay and then be constantly paired off. But at least they had someone to do pairing off with on the canvas. We well, don't that's have exactly anything. it.
0: We have we have nothing for Matt. We have absolutely nothing. I mean, you know, you know, particularly since like. Craig, as we will see in this episode, never lived at Melrose Place, and all of a sudden he's moving in. Y- right. You know, um, uh, what's his name? Kyle's friend. Kyle. Oh, Kyle, Nick. Nick. All of a sudden, is moving into an apartment. Like there are available available apartments. We we can make this happen.
1: Certainly. Anyway, they would have done that now, but mm. but no, nothing. Yeah. Um, and pretty soon. Um, Well, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was going to say something that might have been a spoiler, so um, I won't.
0: So, where do we go? I mean, because these are two pretty meaty storylines that we got with Michael, Megan, and Kimberly, and then we've got um, Amanda and Taylor and Peter and some Kyle.
1: Um, I feel like we should do the Michael, Megan, Kimberly stuff first and then close out with what is ultimately our most action-packed storyline. The Taylor, okay. Peter, Amanda stuff.
0: Okay, cool. So where to start? Michael and Megan.
1: Yes. And I should also just point out before we dive in, this must have been recorded right after they had some mid-season hiatus, <laughs> some <coughs> winter hiatus, because um, everyone has new hair. Taylor has longer hair. <laughs> um, Billy, I think, has slightly frowier hair. Um, and every guy basically went out and got one of those stupid Caesar haircuts.
0: I was about Uh, to say, oh my God, I made it. Kyle
1: got a haircut. Michael has a Caesar. Nick is even has new hair for someone who's like not even a regular. Uh, and he doesn't have a Caesar. He just has those ugly blonde highlight tips. Um, like
0: I I totally made a note. I don't like Michael's monkey's haircut.
1: Monkey's (laughs) haircut.
0: It was like but, he was trying out for the monkeys with that haircut. It was terrible. It doesn't look good on him. Not a
1: good no, look. It does, it does look like he was um, fired from the mod squad. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I didn't notice everybody else's hair. So good Good. Good call. Just that one.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking they had a bit of time away and then came back. Like, but yeah. yes. So, so we're at Megan's house, right? Yes. With Josh the pimp. Josh the pimp.
0: Now we saw him last episode.
1: He showed up at the end of last week. So Early this year.
0: is sort of the continuation where he's he's still there from last week's episode. Right. He it a, wasn't
1: exactly a cliffhanger but
0: Right. Okay. So yeah. now um So he's he's still sort of he's still sort of pushing her for money? And then he kind of comes on, and then Michael kind of saves the day by pulling up outside. Like he comes. Yeah, because
1: she she keeps trying to get rid of him. She tells him she's out of the business. She slaps him, and he kind of starts forcing himself on her. Um, And then they hear Michael come home. He's putting his key in the lock. So she has Josh sneak out the back and makes up a lie about it to to Michael. Um, And he's he's not paying attention because he's talking to her about Kimberly and then he sees that Josh had been drinking out of a beer and he, and he goes, wait, since when do you drink beer? And she makes up a lie about that too, and I swear to God I could have fallen asleep because I just don't care about any of the storyline.
0: With Megan and Michael and the pimp? Yeah. But it gets better.
1: Um, It does. But I think you might be liking it more than I do. Okay. But, okay. So then Michael comes home um, and he's preparing to go to a big fancy doctor dinner. Um, and now Megan is all sensitive because her past has caught up with her. And so she's, every every little thing is like... She's oh, wading into like, it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and when Michael showers, then Josh calls her um, and and he makes a plan for her. To come to uh, room thirteen thirteen at this fake downtown LA hotel, um, and that's when we get our reveal. And I think that's when you said you think the storyline gets a little bit even more exciting.
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So take it away. Okay. So Josh the pimp, um, is calls Megan and says you have to meet me. You're meeting me tomorrow. Bring a thousand dollars at the Hollywood Grand Hotel. And um, and bring a thousand dollars because this is this is gonna this then Megan thinks this thousand dollars is gonna get him out of her life. Well, absolutely not because when we break away from that phone call and Josh is hanging up the phone, who is sitting across from him? But Kimberly, they're at the yep. beach house, right? They're at the beach house. Yeah, they're
1: at the beach.
0: House. And basically, Kimberly, we find out is the one that bus that like sprung him out of jail to set up this whole this whole plot you know to to get this whole plot rolling against Megan um to split up Megan and Michael in like the most heinous way possible and but you know it's sort of like interesting because Kimberly is kind of torn about this like she just wants to split them up but she doesn't want to see Megan
1: hurt right i think she says that later but yes
0: but I no I think she alluded to something like no she's not like it was she alluded to something here where she was like just make sure that you know uh, Megan is is not like I don't I don't want to hurt Megan like it was something she did allude to it in, in this moment that she didn't want to hurt Megan yeah. but she did want to split them up. And so I don't quite understand why the writers felt the need to kind of Pre, like kind of make Kimberly do this, but bi- diab like this bi- diabolical thing. The guy's a pimp. Of course, he's gonna like come in and ruin Megan's life and send her yeah, back to I the mean, street Like, what do pool. you think yeah. is gonna happen? You know. So I don't quite understand why they've they're kind of pushing for a Kimberly redemption story here when she's at the same time while she's doing this kind of terrible thing to Megan. Exactly. Which I'm here for I mean, it She knows it's terrible, yeah. It does know it's terrible. And I'm kind of here for it, but I'm also very kind of curious about w- why they're doing it. Like, why not just let her be bad because they're trying to rectify the crazy Kimberly and they don't want to go down that road again?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they have tired of making Kimberly the evil one. And so instead they're making her l- try to be sympathetic, but... That's She's just not the most I yeah. mean, Megan is the one in the sympathetic position because she didn't ask for any of this. Kimberly has been pulling all the strings even when she thought she was dying. Yeah. So, no, I mean, Kimberly's got it. Just, like, it, let her be bad. Right. If she wants Michael back, then really make her fight for it. Right.
0: Anyway, Megan goes to the hotel, goes to the room with the money. She gets there, but nobody is in the room and this it turns out is part of the plan because josh goes to visit michael in the hospital and basically is like i'm her i'm megan's pimp and Mm -hmm. she's back at work and you can and michael of course is like i don't believe you and then he's and then he's like call this hotel ask for this room and you'll find out the truth. And so Megan, of course, is confused because Josh is supposed to be There's there. In, yeah, in the
1: room. So yeah.
0: When the phone rings, she picks it up and Michael realizes that, oh, my God, like, she is there in this room. And is she still prostituting? And he is yeah. shocked. Shocked, I tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so when, when Michael gets home that night... Um, She's uh, Megan's kind of a mess, and she decides, I guess, that she's going to tell him all. But just as she's about to start spilling it to Michael, um, the pimp arrives, right, and says that, um, you know, basically says that the, the client was, ha- I don't know, it was something about the client. And then he's like, and I'm here to get my half of your thousand dollars. And he like pulls the 500, which is Megan's money or Michael's money, whoever's money it is, um, takes the 500 bucks out of the envelope. And so Michael jumps to the conclusion that Megan indeed is prostituting herself out and again. And so he decides he's going to go to the hospital and sleep there.
1: To sleep over. Yeah. Even though, (laughs) as Alyssa and I both point out, he probably could just go back to Matt's.
0: He could, but Matt's not home. Or is he? We don't know. We don't know. Wait, who was sleeping at Matt's? Two? Oh, Megan slept at Matt's. Peter slept
1: at Matt's. Well, Megan crashed at Matt's the night she got drunk. Michael was actively staying at Matt's in between the beach house and Megan's.
0: Yep, Peter Um, stayed at Matt's for a hot minute, right? Did he? Yeah, I think he did when Amanda kicked him out. Before he got his place at the beach, at the marina, or wherever his condo is. Did
1: we see him, like, actually at Matt's, talking to Matt, or did he just say he stayed at Matt's? I don't remember, but I think I do... I I should remember this, because it was probably just two weeks or three weeks back.
0: Yeah, it was seriously... And it was, like, for seriously a hot minute.
1: It really was This is what has happened to my brain. I know. We're all like that now. It's okay. But the point is, so Michael does not trust Kimberly, excuse me, Megan. uh, And so he decides he's going to crash at the hospital. Right.
0: And so guess who shows up while Michael is waking up?
1: Hint, it rhymes with Limberly. (laughs) Would it be Kimberly? Oh, two points, yes.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, and so she's like, are you and Megan having problems already? Um, And then Megan shows up. And and Michael and Kimberly, Michael and Kimberly, Michael and Megan kind of have this heart to heart, and um, and and he basically, uh, you know, he basically says he'll be back (laughs) home, he'll be going back home to Megan, to Megan, to Megan, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, meanwhile, I guess Kimberly left the hospital and went straight to Josh, um, to the Hollywood whatever hotel. And I guess the parole board is checking up on his proof on his job, and um, that was supposed to be the condition of his release. Release, mm-hmm. and um, and Kimberly is basically like, well, they haven't broken up yet, so mm-hmm. you don't, you know, you're not, you're going to go back to jail. But he has a plan B.
1: Yeah, of course he does.
0: And this is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's embarrassing.
0: It is, and I don't, I I don't know if if she was okay. So it's basically a, it's not a
1: porn, right? Well, I think it's a sex tape. I think it's her with a, a John. So. Yeah, it's a sex tape,
0: but I couldn't. At first, I thought maybe it was like maybe a porn movie that she did, like a little. No, I think it's
1: no because I don't think technically speaking she's ever done porn i think she has just been a prostitute so if people have videotaped that that's what it is it's a sex tape which is different than porn
0: gotcha like it
1: so, wasn't a film made in the porn industry like sid did by accident right um it, it that's the, i think that is the distinction and okay. it probably too many is a big distinction um so-
0: So basically they concoct a plan where this fancy charity thing that Michael and Megan are going to, that Michael is all worried that Megan doesn't, you know, dress as conservative and all of that, that this is the place where they're going to expose this tape if, I guess, Megan doesn't leave Michael. So it's going to embarrass both of them, ruin their marriage, and basically ruin Megan. And potentially ruin Michael's career.
1: The the goal, like, the... Collateral damage would be Michael's career. But the goal is to... Well, the goal is to get Megan away from Michael. Right.
0: And once again, right. Kimberly is like, oh, but I don't want to hurt him Right.
1: That's when I remember her saying it, but yeah. Yeah, she probably did yeah. say it multiple times. But it doesn't matter because you're not doing things in an honest way. So, like, you're, you're not the good girl here. You're the bad guy, Kimberly. The role that probably fits you best anyway. But, um... I do think it's funny that some of these heart to hearts that Michael and Kimberly have been having since he has married Megan and found out that Kimberly was dying and is not dying are some of actually the most honest conversations they've been having throughout the series. (laughs) It's like when they are together, when they are married, all they do is lie and deceive each lie to and deceive each other, but when they are with other people or there's an obstacle, they actually somehow have the freedom to open up.
0: Yeah, it's kind of amazing.
1: Yes, it's uh it's, yeah, it's very sick.
0: But you know, I mean they are toxic. They're a toxic couple, they're toxic together.
1: Yeah. They sick. are I mean they belong together, but all they do together is damage. Right. Right. But there is no one better suited for either of them.
0: Oh, that is true.
1: Oh, a oh, lot more.
0: Oh, a more. Oh, a more. So basically, um, but Megan is going to literally take one for the team because Josh shows up. He's got two tapes, and he says one is going to be the, you know, he confronts her. He sort of, you know, I guess she sees him. She goes to confront him and says, get out of here. And he holds up these two VHSs. VHSs, remember those? How quaint. He holds up <laughs> these two VHSs, and he's like, one is the new hospital wing, a video of the new hospital wing. The other is video of any, I don't know, he says something weird about what it is, you know, that it's the sex tape. That it's and,
1: with a client or something,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then basically he's like, I will show it tonight unless you do, and I'm not clear what that you
1: do blah 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 is. Right, I was like, is it is it leave Michael? Is it come to him? I'm not exactly sure what that is.
0: Yeah. We we never sort of get that and I mean and I don't think we even get a resolution
1: here where she's like no the oh, okay. uh, the decision point seems to be their cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean so that's basically it. So poor Megan it looks like she's going back to the life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really really getting yanked around.
0: Yeah. Um which you know I feel very bad for uh for her um but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if her and Michael have a future. I'm not feeling good about this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's looking rocky. I
0: know. So, anyway, now moving on. looking
1: about as good as Michael's hair. Uh,
0: <laughs> moving on, the storyline we've been waiting for.
1: Yeah, so for all of our stops and starts, <laughs> we, we really finally get a lot of the story that we've wanted with uh, Taylor and Peter and Amanda. Uh, we start with Taylor. She it's her and and Kyle in their apartment. is currently still living next door in Sid's old apartment. Um, and I don't know if you caught this, but the very beginning, Taylor Taylor and Kyle are starting the, cool, like, the
0: coffee. The coffee, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> they're so like they're all like lovey dovey. Like things are good with them again. And she's like, "Oh, do you want to refill? Let me fill your coffee up." First of all. His mug of coffee is almost entirely full. It looks like it would it's have like, been overflowing. And so she pours coffee and the whole thing practically overflows. Prop work is hard.
0: It was it was great. I was like, "Oh man, somebody blew that." Yeah, right. It was like, "Kyle, hurry up, drink, drink, drink." But yes, I did see that. It was really funny. And poor poor Lisa Rena looked completely like she looked a little flustered. She did you did. notice that? Yeah,
1: I was like, I don't know, but they didn't refilm this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they were out of tape. I don't know. <laughs> but she did. She looked a little flustered by that.
1: I mean, I um, still pour coffee on the housewives. She knows how it's done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that aside, um, I guess they're having this lovely moment between them and um and, then, then, <laughs> and then and then Nick shows up. <laughs> and he's got like and he's got a, a an envelope with him.
1: Yeah, he's talking, he's he's teasing Rina, uh, excuse me, he's teasing Taylor and, and he's saying, "Yeah, I've been seeing the sights. I've been going around town looking at golf courses, which is of course where he got photos of Taylor and Peter doing it." Um and he's like, "Yeah, do you want to see?" So of course Taylor is watching silently thinking this could really ruin everything and it's not yeah it's just he, with he, the he, photos but it's just other women on the street yeah
0: he said he was good she was shooting pictures of la wildlife and kyle like and it's like a joke because i guess they're right. hollywood hookers
1: yeah. yeah, yeah yeah
0: you know so and then and then kyle's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go to work now that was really funny
1: yeah um, um so Taylor has a word with Nick and she's like, it was a brief affair, it's over. And he's like, all right, whatever. They hate each other so much. It's yeah. all, It would almost be fun if we at least could get a read a bit more of Nick, I think, from the beginning. Um, but, but then Taylor comes running. Yeah, deep. like
0: I don't, I don't quite get the animosity there.
1: Right, like I get it because we know that Taylor is doing the wrong right now. And so Nick is Kyle's bud and he has his back. But, like, there's a lot of animosity here.
0: Yeah, that animosity existed before he was on the hunt, right? Like, so we, but we never get a sense of why they don't like each other.
1: Right, especially because before all this, when Nick knew Taylor, only Kyle had been unfaithful.
0: Right, exactly. So I almost feel like they've, they want to flip the script on that and they don't quite know
1: how. They also might just forget the script. That, that's always a possibility. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, meanwhile.
1: um. So then Taylor goes running to Peter. Yes. At his office. And, and she's talking about how now Nick is toying with them. And, and so Peter hatches a new plan to uh, try and discredit <laughs> Nick. <laughs> it's a really simple plan. It's it a- goes something like this. <laughs> You uh, you can take it away if you want. Oh, you go! I don't know. It's so stupid. Why did he do this? Peter is going to ransack his own office's medical supply. He's in Michael's office for morphine, and he is going to have Taylor doctor a drink for Nick, who doesn't even like her, so that they can then break into his apartment next door and steal the photos.
0: I mean, why not? I mean, Taylor works with him. She knows when he's going to be at work. Why don't they just do it that way? But no, they concoct this whole scheme where, yes, Michael is raiding the medicine cabinet. And Michael, Peter is raiding the medicine cabinet at his own business. Highly illegal to steal this, like, you know, opiate drug that has to be behind lock and key. Give it to Taylor to pour into a drink, alcohol and opiate, opiates. Hello, and give it to Nick. And I immediately, when that morphine bottle came out, I was like, "Oh my god, they're going to commit murder!" Yeah, that's
1: exactly what would happen. <laughs> but
0: so they weren't. But, so, like I was automatically like, "They're going to, they're plotting a murder," but they weren't plotting a murder. It was just stupid.
1: It was really convoluted. Instead,
0: yeah, it was really because... stupid.
1: That's really the only way to solve their problem. I mean, it's not its not smart. But, like, Nick already knows what he knows. So even if you get rid of the current evidence, you haven't really solved the problem. And you may have just released the dragon further. Right. But before then, Michael actually walks in on Peter.
0: <laughs> yeah, dragon and he before. doesn't even say anything. Like, why do you have morphine? Like, well, he does say... Doesn't he say, why do you have morphine? Or... He or yells
1: at him yeah. for stealing the, from their supply, but doesn't actually ask him what he, why he's doing it or talk him out of taking it. And then the conversation turns toward Michael, who confesses to Peter that he is also married to Megan, which I keep forgetting that everyone doesn't know.
0: Right, um, i forget that too.
1: And, um, and then Peter yells at Michael and he goes, keep your schnoz out of my life.
0: Yes. And that's about it.
1: Yeah, and then so then Taylor comes to Peter in the hospital to get the morphine, and they have like the worst dialogue exchange I think I've ever heard on this show, or perhaps any show. Um, With a like, Peter's like, "We have to stop doing this," and Taylor's like, "No, because I dream about you. You are my darkness. It's it's embarrassing.
0: It is embarrassing. It's
1: not it's not well delivered, but I'm pretty sure that." like Glenn Close could not deliver this. So
0: there was was a moment though, in this scene where I felt like Melrose place was truly ahead of their time. And that bit where Taylor was talking about, you love Amanda. I love Kyle. We're not supposed to be able to love two people, but I do like, and I was like, oh, this is sort of really interesting because now like society is, grudgingly beginning to accept non-monog- non-monogamous relationships marriages where uh, you know open marriages and that sort of thing it's becoming a little bit i think a slightly more acceptable and people are realizing that like some people just do not want to be paired up um with the same person and that doesn't mean that they don't love the person that they're married to it just means that you know that 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 they see that commitment as uh, differently
1: yeah inching that way in some shows but it's hard to do when most shows still really rely on affairs and betrayal and like you have to be one or choose another Oh, i'm not talking about
0: shows of... i'm just talking about oh, in just general like... society oh uh, well yes we are yeah we have
1: acceptable. taken baby steps to yeah to understanding a spectrum of relationships yeah right
0: yeah, yeah. right and so i so i was kind of like wow this is really forward-thinking melrose
1: Place. <laughs> giving the credit where it is due
0: yeah but i mean i do think in a drama it is very hard to sort of have that because um then you take away stakes yeah you take away stakes that way where you know we're all
1: fine with like sharing beds and swapping partners then melrose place is great but it doesn't have any conflict right Right. The, the conflict is go-
0: gone. So anyway, I, I just I just made a note of that because I thought it was very forward. But anyway, forward thinking of them. But anyway. But then it stops. Yeah. You know, yeah. Here. Yeah. I mean, particularly the way that she expressed it, you know what I mean? About like, you know, you're not supposed to love these like two different people. But I do, you know, so. Right.
1: Except she also really doesn't love Kyle. So. I know, <laughs> oh, there's but, that. You know. I mean, she loves
0: herself <laughs> and that's about it.
1: That's 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 closer to the target. Indeed.
0: Um. So, meanwhile, back in Murderland.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like a fool, Nick, who hates and distrusts Taylor, decides to come over at her invitation. Um, and she's like, "I just wanted us to apologize and, and bury the hatchet. So here, let's have a toast." And and she like injects his scotch or whatever it is with the morphine. So a. Yeah not supposed to mix it with alcohol.
0: And she gets the, him, like, He has, drinks. like,
1: five drinks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then he, like, kind of staggers to the couch and passes out, and she digs through his pockets and finds his keys.
1: Yeah, um, before that, there's this weird, um, like, sort of red herring, where Kyle calls her from the restaurant and says he's on his way home. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, the plan is actually this. She's going to... Get him all drugged up, and then make it look like he is seducing her. Right. So that Kyle can walk in on it. But that, but and then thinking, oh, and that plan is threatened because the next thing we see is that, like, his uh, his chef accidentally starts a kitchen fire. So you're like, oh, plot foiled, because now Kyle has to stay. But then Kyle puts the fire out seven seconds later, and then starts coming home anyway. So none of that really matter no he does not
0: well but the thing but i thought in the on the show he said that he was he 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 did come home but after the fire went out he said to the chef no taylor can wait i will help you he the cook he said i'll help you get back you know get get yourself back together here on the line
1: before right but I go. it doesn't look like he's coming home later than is intended
0: because gotcha. it yeah, still
1: looks like there is a race against time,
0: yeah. either way.
1: And Kyle comes home at exactly the convenient yeah. moment. Anyway. Right.
0: Well, and I didn't really understand why, like why he had to come home. Like, I like I guess the setup. But why did she even need to set him up? Maybe just say, "Wow, no, Nick, that...
1: it's, that's my whole point. It's Ooh, not it hard, you this, know, for this kind of plot."
0: Yeah. Because it was almost like what ended up happening was an accident. Like it was, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Nick was supposed to be out of the apartment, and he wasn't. Right. And so she had to like make up something.
1: Well, well, yes, and I think we're slightly now getting ahead of ourselves because so while Nick becomes incapacitated, that's when Taylor. Well, he yeah, and even then. Nick is like, I know you did something to me. I don't trust you. Meanwhile, yeah. he's like too far gone. So she, he, he's on the couch. She gets the keys, tosses them perfectly downstairs to Peter, who's just standing and waiting below.
0: <laughs> he's clutching his chest going, I know you did something to me. <laughs> I can't breathe. Yeah, the poor guy.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> she just spiked his booze with opioids. <laughs> anyway i'm sorry so stupid no don't be
1: sorry because it's amazing (laughs) and then peter to do his part of the relay he goes into melrose place having caught the keys (laughs) and of course he bumps into amanda and craig so craig has asked amanda he has nothing needs a place to live so he's asking if he could move into melrose place and amanda has said yes you can move into allison's now vacant old apartment um second old apartment so of course Peter runs into Amanda, who is with Craig, and while they try and say that nothing is going on, he's just moving in, there's no them, blah, 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 Peter goes, leave me alone. Talk is cheap, and so are you. Yes. And then he then- and makes oh. up this excuse that he's actually here to see Matt. Yes. Matt, who the episode doesn't even see. Peter is there to see Matt, to talk to him about med school. <laughs> Like, they take Matt's name in vain. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. no one notices that Peter doesn't actually go into Matt's apartment.
0: No, he just stands in front of the door and, and stares at He walks in front it. of it for
1: two seconds and then goes and lets himself in uh, to Nick's. And um, looks for the photos and doesn't find anything. And then goes in t- to Taylor's apartment just to see how things are going. And he's, like, shocked that she'd given him three drinks. So he gives him that medicine I've only seen on Grey's Anatomy that basically reverses the effects of the morphine and the alcohol, which will make him basically feel like he did when he first walked in. Right. So he gives him the shot and disappears again. Um, And then it's just Taylor again with Nick. And that's when we have the first of what was, like, two kind of iconic moments from this episode. Taylor straddles Nick and pretends that he is assaulting her and tears her own blouse to make it look like he's being very violent with her. Right. Um, And that's right when Kyle walks in.
0: Yeah. And so Kyle walks in and it looks like Nick is attacking Taylor.
1: Exactly.
0: And they split away. Or it looks like something's going on between Nick and Taylor. And then when Taylor, like, pushes him away she you see that she's got the ripped blouse and she looks at Kyle and she's like he attacked me your friend attacked me
1: right and i and, think that's next that nick says she's having an affair
0: yes that is when nick blurts out Nick's that she's like, having she an affair knows,
1: she's her. lying yeah. look this bitch is having an affair something like that
0: yeah and 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 of course Kyle doesn't believe it because obviously he's walked in on something he doesn't know what he's looking at but it seems like it's one way and he just basically tells Nick to get out and he believes his wife big mistake
1: Kyle um yeah he go well it turns out that Peter succeeded with the photos
0: yes because that's right because Nick says i'm going to i'm going to go get the photos or come to my you know my apartment and i'll show you i'll show you and he all he has are the photos of the prostitutes
1: right so the that envelope of photos that Nick had in the beginning which had the the prostitutes apparently when he put that envelope back in his apartment it also had the Taylor Peter photos and even though it didn't look like Peter found anything when we saw him by the time Peter had left off screen Peter did find that envelope which also did have the Taylor Peter photos and he was able to get rid of the Taylor Peter photos so when Nick comes back in it's just the same photos as before Right. so Kyle says Nick get out of here and the next time we see Nick, he's in Craig's office, and he's like, look, here's the deal. They are having an affair. I did get photos, but now that evidence is gone. And Craig is like, well, wait a minute. You're running your own game. Are you trying to double-cross me? Are you manipulating me? And he's like, no. What I'm telling you is it's happening, and now it's personal. I want, I want everyone to know. Right.
0: But the catch is now Nick needs Craig to, to expose the affair because Kyle is never going to believe him.
1: Right. Which is not exactly true. Because the mean, next time
0: not not because we have P.I. Nick on the case here. What do you mean? He's like okay, between the camera with the telephoto lens and now he's like in his car with the secret recording equipment keeping oh, yeah, phone yeah. calls?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, like...
0: Where does he get this shit? Secret
1: Service, yeah. I mean, he's like
0: a bartender. He's like a drifter. He has no real job.
1: No. He is like a vagabond.
0: I mean, and his calling is clearly being an investigator. Why doesn't he go do that?
1: I know. He should.
0: He'd make a mint.
1: Yeah. So what I thought you meant was uh, uh, about Kyle almost not believing it. Because there is a scene that follows where kyle and taylor seem to be okay again but he does why does nick say that like why would nick say any of this if he didn't have evidence why would he throw it out there knowing i'd ask him to prove it if he just couldn't prove right so so taylor says she's going to get coffee right
0: well, I think she's going she says that is she's going oh, to Kyle has
1: to go out and get coffee.
0: Yeah, Kyle's going out, but the next morning Taylor right. had told him the next morning she was going to a new try out a new gym at 6:30 in the morning. But what she's really going to do is she's really going to rendezvous with Peter. But when Kyle goes out to get the coffee, that's when Taylor calls Peter.
1: I may have lost you. Can
0: do you, you hear me, me now? Hello? Hello? Oh dear. It seems like something funky is going on with the internet. Well, that was fun. A little technical.
1: <laughs> there. Yeah, we really need Inspector Gadget Nick, I guess, to have uh, come in and stitch us together. But um, yeah, so we were talking about how he's now somehow able to get all this recording equipment and when, and like bugging equipment, uh, yes. not sure how he's able to get into the apartment, but at one point, Kyle goes out for coffee for the restaurant, and Taylor calls Peter, um, and and she's like, I told him I'm going to the gym at 6.30 tomorrow morning, but I'm really coming to you, and he goes, no, maybe you should go to the gym, because people are catching on to us, and she goes, no, and that's when she goes, oh, does he, I forget exactly how it comes up, or like what prompts it, but she says something like, you love me, and he goes, I don't love you, I lust you. <laughs> yeah, then they basically. As have- icky as it as sounds when I say it, as when Jack Wagner says it.
0: <laughs> and basically, they end up having phone sex, and Nick is sitting in his car recording the whole thing. So now exactly. we have
1: proof. Right. And while he's recording it, he calls Craig and he's like, So she's going to be at his house at 6 30 a.m. tomorrow. And Craig's like, Why should I believe you? And he goes, Listen to this. And he pulls the phone. Again, not many people had car phones then, um, up against the recording of Peter and Taylor essentially having phone sex.
0: So um, so that's when Craig for, somehow convinces Amanda to go to the marina at 6.30 in the morning with, at, yeah, under the he says, skies of a client her
1: To see a client or something, which I could see him swaying her there, but they must set out at 5.30 in the morning in order to do this, to catch them.
0: And wouldn't she be like, "What crazy client wants to meet this early in the morning?" But I mean, yeah, I guess why she's why a They come
1: to our office or have us yeah. go to our office. Yeah, but yeah. she's a go-getter. She's a go-getter. But she's like, "Oh, this sounds like something that we're really supposed to do." Right. Um, and then when they pull up in front of the marina, she's like, "Wait a minute!" And Craig's like, "Yeah, I lied. I just want you to see what's going on." So that's when Amanda walks around to, like, the living room window. Or something. It's like the front part of Peter's house, because I guess Peter's having as much sex outside of the bedroom in his house as he is in the bedroom, um, but it has to be so that Amanda can easily see Peter and Taylor going at it in the morning. And not only that, but then Peter catches Amanda watching yeah. him, makes eye contact with her, and then keeps going at it with Taylor, who yeah. she is oblivious to it, but Peter obviously is, yeah. is not. Yeah,
0: no idea um, so then Amanda of course is very upset not a happy woman not happy no, at all the original one. Um, and so she shows up at Kyle's restaurant now I was waiting for the showdown I was waiting for her to go uh, you know storm the kitchen and tell Kyle what she saw but she didn't do that yeah but she does something better it was almost better yes it was it was <laughs> She punches her right in the face.
1: Yeah, well, Taylor does insult her. And then Amanda's response is to clock her. Yeah, she punches (laughs) her right in the face. And it's fantastic. It's absolutely great.
0: And Taylor goes down. And I was like, damn. Damn.
1: It was was nice.
0: Amanda, she can throw a punch. It was really good. Quite a. It was. And it wasn't even a hook. It was like a poof. It was a nice nice jab or cross or whatever it was.
1: Alyssa has a problem with this in that she says, but women don't punch each other. They slap each other. They, they will, you know, they'll go after each other, but they won't just deck each other across the face. To which I say, but they do in Melrose Place because Jane did the same thing to Joe.
0: And I will have to say, not all women. Some women throw punches.
1: Amanda never really struck me as one but I always wanted her to be that that. No, that
0: I don't think I don't really see her as the hair pulling type I think she's no nonsense and I think if she's patient, I think she's, she's no hit, she's nonsense but I
1: also think she's good enough with her words I know but sometimes you just gotta punch Well, Taylor deserved it as far as I'm concerned
0: It was fantastic, it felt and so good I was, was like, fun. I felt
1: good, I felt good And all we did was watch
0: Yeah, I know, I know
1: So I don't know if it's just self-loathing or not, but Peter just keeps drinking. We see him when Taylor calls him and he says, I lost you. He seems to be drinking a lot. Um, We're back at that uh, big doctor's dinner where Michael and Megan and Megan's pimp, Josh, all were. And Peter is stoused. In fact, at one point while Megan talks to the pimp, Michael is sort of waylaid by Peter talking to him and he's drunk. So while drunk, he also calls Amanda. Um, yeah. and she tells him off. She's like, "You make me sick. You ended." He's. He, it was like, "What did he say? Did you like what you see?" Something like that. And she goes, "Like, saw you end our marriage." Something to that. Or affair.
0: it was, how's it feel?" Or something like, "Yeah, because because remember, he still thinks again, that She was Peter sleeping with Craig. convinced
1: that she's been having a months long affair with Craig.
0: Yeah, which is not true.
1: Which has not been true. Not not been very well shut down, but doesn't matter because it was never true. Right. Um. Right, she does have a good comeback. I don't remember specifically what she said right now. But...
0: It feels dead, Peter. Like you killed
1: it. Oh, it feels How does it feel? She. Was, it feels dead. You killed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah,
0: And then she. Ta- and then they hang up, and she like basically removes her wedding ring and goes straight to Craig's.
1: That's right. Which kind you of mean, bummed me out.
0: this is the thing done. that pissed me off about this episode. Like she just like put the and then went straight to Craig and started like it was like making out with him. Clear they were going to do the nasty.
1: Yeah. Well, she tears her blouse off too.
0: Yeah, she does. She That's does. That's a
1: lot of, it's a lot of shirt ripping and a not a lot of of mat is what this episode really comes down to.
0: And it's not like I wanted her to be like a spinster or anything, but I felt like the last person she would be going to would be Craig.
1: Well, it feels too obvious. Yeah. But, but I guess it's also they've sort of been telegraphing this for so long. Why? Why leave it? As uh, an opportunity not taken, right?
0: I mean, what she should have done was she should have went and seduced Kyle. That's what she exactly, exactly. But I guess Sid was there first. I don't know.
1: Yeah, anyway. and Kyle's probably, you know.
0: Right. Anyway, I'm super looking forward to next week's episode because I'm just kind of very curious to see um, how the Kyle confrontation happens because we haven't seen that yet, and I'm dying for that.
1: Yeah, I feel like these next few episodes really do pick up and, and kind of carry through the rest of the season. Woohoo! It just took us too long to get here because from the very beginning, Taylor came with Peter as her M.O., so we should have just had that sooner.
0: Yeah, it's, it has taken a very long time to get here, but I'm, it, now that we are here, I am completely here for it. I'm very happy.
1: Well, uh, Happy Karen makes for a happy dog. Exactly.
0: Okay, so that was the episode. We're going to go to Hollywood Boulevard, um, where we're going to talk about stuff. Yeah, stuff. Um, and some of the stuff, um, does some of the stuff tie into Melrose Place? I felt like there was a Melrose tie-in with something I was going to talk about. And now I don't remember. I don't remember what that could have been.
1: I'm thinking, based on what I remember, and I don't think. Uh,
0: I feel like there was because I was like, "Oh, this is such a Melrose Place tie-in," and now I don't think I. Well, have what it. have we
1: got? We're talking some TV reboot stuff. Yeah. Talking movies, talking music. No.
0: No. All
1: no, no, no. right. Well, 'tis the season to be forgetful, then.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll come to me. I'll okay. do a quick. If IMDb. you
1: guys want to see if there's a link, all you got to do is get on the Boulevard and follow us all over.
0: Because we're going right over there
1: right now that's right we wish you the best of season's greetings um and the best gift you can give us is a five-star review on itunes um but seriously we wish you well and we thank you guys for sticking with us um for all these crazy last few months
0: and we'll see you guys over on the boulevard
1: bye